Hey, dream chasers and game changers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to Next Level Brand Behavior, your dose of creative fuel to help you catch those dreams, stop overthinking, and elevate that life-changing brand. I am so elated today because I have on the mic with me, Miss Brittany Oliver. Hey, Brittany, how are you? Hey, Lindria, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to, you know, have a conversation with me today. Um, I think you're amazing. Brittany is like this content marketing PR baddie. Like she's just (laughs) (laughs) amazing at what she does. And um, she's a founder of Lemons to Lemonade. I'm going to let her dive a little bit into that story um, when she starts to give us her creative love story. But she also writes for so many different platforms, such as Essence and Fast Company and Marie Claire, right? You, Marie yes. Claire, that's one of the newest ones, um, newer publications. Mm-hmm. Um, her story is so powerful. And what I love about Brittany is that she shares these amazing stories um, about these incredible women who are really following their heart's desires and, you know, elevating in their business or in their careers. But if you listen to her speak and she's kind of like teaching you about PR or talk, she's so soothing. It's like, (laughs) you are. And so when I hear you speak, it gives me the opportunity to really think, to kind of think through some things. And naturally, you know, sometimes when we engage with people who are in marketing or PR Mm -hmm. or car content marketing, you know, we tend to talk really fast and we're just kind of moving because you're moving and shaking. But Brittany, you're, you're a great combination of power and calmness. And I appreciate that about you because you really help us to identify ways that we can just operate in our purpose. And so, Mm. you know, I thank you for being you and I thank you for being the incredible storyteller that you are. So thank you for joining me today. Wow. I appreciate that intro. I really do. Because, you know, something that you said, that was something that I kind of struggled with in my career journey. See, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I I love to hear I love to hear a little bit more about that. And and so let's let's talk a little bit about it. What's your creative love story? And I I always say that that's my first question, because I think everyone is creative. Um, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we box creativity in and we think, oh, if I'm if I think with this side of my brain, I'm not creative. But um, we're all uniquely designed and, you know, we all have a love story about our creative journey. And so tell us about your creative love story. You know, when did your gift make its debut and, and how it shaped who you are today? Nice. So. My creative love story starts when I was younger. And I think that's that's the way for most people. A lot of times we see later on how things in our childhood, our interests, our hobbies manifest itself later. And so in childhood, I love reading and I love writing. So English, you know, language arts was my favorite um, subject. And I loved magazines. I had my my parents, <laughs> I made them buy all the magazines, like Seventeen Magazine, Teen Vogue, uh, Teen People, I'm aging myself. 
15 people, J14. I loved all of those things. And I would spend like my Saturday, they will all kind of come at the same time. And I'll spend my Saturdays just flipping through and reading. But I never would have imagined that one day I would have a byline in a magazine. Mm. One of the, some of the same magazines that I used to read. And so um, that's pretty much where that, that journey starts is just, I always had a love for words, for stories and for writing. And so in high school, I wanted to be a part of the journalism uh, class. And so if you're in the class, you automatically become a part of the, the team that put together the yearbook and the newspaper. And I just worked my way up and eventually became the newspaper editor. And so that was, you know, pretty much my first time really seeing my work published, hearing people talk about it, um, and just kind of starting in that path of just creating in that way. But as I was trying to figure out what do I want to do in my career, I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to be a writer. And it wasn't because of the money or anything. I didn't know a lot about it. But I also loved event planning. I felt like I was skilled in it, um, and I wanted a career that kind of blended in with writing, but just community relations and the event aspect. And I, MTV had a reality show called, I think, PR Girls, and I felt like in that show, it kind of really showed a career that I had never heard of before in this interesting light that combined my love for media, my love for relationships and for events. And I said, you know what? I want to do that. I didn't really know anyone in PR besides, you know, locally, my hometown had, you know, the, the school board had a communications officer, but she wasn't doing things to that level. Um, and so I knew I needed to go out and get that, that, that information and so I went to Howard because I knew that they had a really great program for that. Nice. No, I, I, I love it that you, it's interesting. We, when I hear people tell their creative love story and how it starts at childhood, and I think sometimes it can be difficult if you don't identify your gifts and, and but having someone else to identify what your gifts are to help hone them so you can operate and walk in your purpose. Just even you sharing that story and it, it may inspire someone who can be able to identify even with their own children what they love to do. I love that. And something else you said was you had this passion for writing and event planning and community relations, all of these things. And so often we hear, stay in your lane, hone that one thing, but you know, it's okay to be a Renaissance woman and, and be able to do some amazing things and, you know, be able to tie it together. And I'm, I'm assuming that's probably why lemons to lemonade is so incredible because you're kind of doing all of that with that, right? Like it's, it's, you kind of merged all your gifts into your platform. <laughs> so I'm glad you stay with it. I'm glad you stay with it. No, that's, thank that's, you. Yeah. That's and it was a journey to just kind of blend all three because in my head, you know, PR would be that thing. But then I didn't realize, you know, you have entertainment PR, you have healthcare PR. PR is not monolithic. And mm -hmm. As I took internships, 
it was like a lot of them, and, and that's another point to honing into your, your craft or your creative. I would have these internships and not a lot of them would have a lot of the events operation that I was looking for. Or as an intern, you might not get invited, right? Or be able to really dive into it. They'll give you the tasks like the guest list or maybe ordering. I remember there was one internship and they they um, were partners for the ESPYs. I didn't get to go to the ESPYs, but I had to order the big check that they awarded, you know, schools and and managed, you know, um, the the flight information, the travel information. But I didn't get to like actually be a part of like how is the cocktail hour going to look like? You know, it was more of the logistic, the travel logistics, things like that. And I really just want to be have more hands on into uh, an idea and seeing it come to life using, you know, these multi multi-million dollar budgets for an event. And I had to figure out how can I get this experience because in PR, you know, I'm I'm just doing the media relations, right? Which I realized as I journeyed on, I didn't really like that as much. And I had to sit back is PR for me? Is this what I want to do? Because I'm not tapping in. Maybe I really like the events, but back then when you thought of events, I thought wedding planning and I didn't want to be a wedding planner, but I didn't know how to get to those events that I saw the PR girls doing on this TV show. Like, how do you, how do you, right now it's called experiential marketing, right? But back then it wasn't called that. You know, so I thought maybe the route was PR, maybe maybe the whole writing thing wasn't for me. But I noticed that in in those opportunities, my managers would always lean in on lean to me to either look over an email that they were going to send. Um, I would always have to spearhead the newsletter. So I kind of I was self-taught in HTML because. Mm-hmm. newsletters, email marketing started to grow. And I was the person who can create copy and words, you know, and storytell. And so, hey, Brittany, can you spearhead this? And I used to take ownership of that. And I didn't realize that that was what, what was happening. You know, one day I had to sit back and when I was thinking about pivoting my career, I had to look back at all the experiences I had from even high school. What is it that people always came to me for? What is it that um, I'm good at? But no one ever just said, you're good at this, right? And that's when I realized it was the wordsmithing. It was the storytelling. It was crafting those blog posts. It was crafting those newsletters and finding those stories to tell. or just writing copy. And so that's when I was like, you know what? I actually do like that. That's what I really like. And so after having the experience at Essence, I just decided to pivot my career into email marketing where I could do that a little bit more. I really, you know, 
I wanted to catch up with my peers, one, financially, um, without having to go a step back. And I knew that email marketing was a, a industry that was growing. So I pivoted with my self-taught HTML and I, I found a path in that. But then when that, when that role wasn't fulfilling or wasn't allowing me to stretch in terms of content creation um, and taking ownership of the copy, I knew that I had to create something um, that can fuel my passions, but can also help me because there was also something that I was seeing that was happening is that there were other people out there who were struggling with their careers. And I know I just went all over the place with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> you did, you know, you did. And I think that helps the, the to transition into the next question because mm-hmm. The self-reflection that you had to do to identify who you are and what you wanted to do and kind of find that path, it has helped to kind of transition you into helping other people find that path and tell their stories. And so I want to dig a little deeper into that because I always think about um, when I do personal branding work and even business Mm -hmm. branding, I'm always thinking about your mission and your values and, you know, the things that really drive you, those ideals and beliefs uh, so that you can really make impact and, you know, like the work that you're doing, live this purpose driven life. And so Mm -hmm. how have, you know, your personal values played a role in the work that you are doing today, you know, with your writing for all these incredible publications and your own content, um, content creation platform and content creation and events platform? Mm-hmm. So one of my personal values that I've developed along the way, just based on my own journey, and that's one thing we haven't shared yet was the basis for a lot of the things that I do and the way that I move is because when I graduated from school, you all, I went on over 100 interviews in an eight month period to try to get a PR job. So that was 100 times I was rejected, um, told no, was made to feel like I wasn't enough. But now that I'm older and wiser, that's 100 times they they missed out on me and all the gifts that I have. And it took me a while to get there, but had to turn it into lemonade pretty much. And so in that career journey, one of the things that I've learned in terms of personal value is access and how how can you create access for others? Because when access was given to me, it opened the door for me It opened the door for me to see other opportunities, um, to meet other people, to just network and to get clarity. And when you're rejected, a lot of times when we're navigating spaces, we're told no a lot and it can be frustrating, but access is the key. And sometimes you can create it for yourself, but a lot of the times you need someone else. This journey isn't a, a solo sport unfortunately. And so with the way that I move in terms of my creativity is I try to lean into the intention of creating access. Are you going to learn about someone new or meet someone new or learn about a new business? If I 
by writing about this person. So if I'm pitching an editor or an outlet, is it someone new or is it someone that we've always hear about all the time? I don't go that route. I'm not clout chasing. I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know, put someone on just to see if I can get somewhere for that. That's not my mission. It's to tell new stories because you don't know what access. Someone who reads that, that, that story, it might just change your trajectory. It might open, uh, uh, give you a new perspective. But not only that, but the person that I pitch or that I wrote about, I've seen the writing get people book deals. I've seen it be the difference between being close to hitting that million dollar mark for um, their business. It can help. And so for me, that's what storytelling is just access. How do we uplift new voices, new stories? Because it's a cycle. We are learning from each other. And so that's what I value in terms of my creativity is how does this open up, open up a new, new opportunity for someone? How does this open up a new perspective, a new, new face? I I love that. I, I, I think people are craving to see more stories of people who look like them, who've had experiences like them. I'm, I'm starting out new. I'm, I'm building this new brand and I see that she was able to do it. And Mm -hmm. she's from Harlem or she's from Mm -hmm. Chicago or she's from Tennessee, you know? And so it's amazing, um, to be able to see someone and know that their journey is not too far-fetched from yours right? and it can be done. And, and so, and not that you'll mimic someone else's story or journey, but to see someone living out their purpose or their dreams, especially mm-hmm. when we're oftentimes taught to follow a certain pathway to success. Yes. Um, it's encouraging. It's encouraging. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for encouraging us and, um, you know, giving us the stories that, really matter. Um, because I think sometimes we can get, um, bombarded with a lot of, especially celebrity stories and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then we want to, we want to, Oh, I want to be like LeBron James. You know, you know, there's some young athlete who's doing some incredible things that has a just as an amazing story and is mm-hmm. one opportunity away from wealth. And we want to hear their stories right. too, you know? <laughs> right. So and, and I, that's what yeah. I'm just hoping people start to be more open about hearing about something new, being open about, um, about hearing those new stories and seeing those new stories, because you're right. It, it, it can do something to your spirit to know that, to read something and learn that someone went to the same high school that you went to or walked the same path, you know, drove the same street to get to somewhere that you do and look at where they are now. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, a incredible experience to, to be able to take that in and just be sit back and say, if they could do that coming from where I'm from, then I can too. And it's all, it's just that little sentence that can just, can be the like, 
breath of fresh air that you need to reinvigorate whatever is in your spirit that needs to come out or any doubt that you have. No, I love it. I think that like that leads me to my next question and you're the work that you do is, and I've said, this is probably the third time I've said it because it's it's something (laughs) about that word purpose. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's something about that word purpose. It's really about a lot of intentionality. And, and there's a a line in one of the articles um, that you wrote was an opening line. And I, and it said, imagine how different our careers would be if we allowed our hearts to guide us and simply let opportunity lead the way. And I was like, I'm going to pull that and just write that on a sticky note and just stick it on my laptop (laughs) and just stick it on my laptop. When I think about our hearts guiding us, that's literally where, you know, our desires, our, our dreams, our purpose and those things, you know, live in us. But sometimes there's that fear of operating in operating in our purpose. And we're afraid that our stories may take a left turn and it may not get us to that final destination. And, and so how I want to ask you, how important is it to live this purpose, purpose driven life? And what is a purpose driven lifestyle? Like, what is that? What does that look Mm -hmm. like? Mm -hmm. So a purpose driven lifestyle is just living a life that's full of intent. I like to, I like to think about it this way as a a woman of faith. You want to live the life that God's called you for. Like that's ultimately the goal, right? To live, to walk in what he has in store for us. And so in order to do that, um, you have to have one, the faith, two, the trust, and be able to just understand, I guess, your calling in and what that looks like for me. For me, it's what makes me get up in the morning, something that I just, I don't mind doing it for free. You know what I mean? It makes you smile. It makes you feel full. Um, You know, it's well-intentioned. It's impactful. But literally, you don't feel burned out. You literally will do it for free. Those are some of the signs that let you know you're on purpose. And some people say that it'll be hard. It'll be a hard road, road, but I feel like it it'll come easy. Because if you're supposed to do it, it won't pass you, and it will fall in the place like it should. If this is it's what's meant for you, and so that's what I think of when I think of purpose living. Um, and it's so important because, again, you want to live the life you're meant to live. Um, and not live a life that someone's created for you, um, what you think you're supposed to have based off of social media or, I don't know, maybe your parents. Because a lot of people, I hear stories where their parents laid out their their life for them, you know. Um, a lot of peers of mine who come from Caribbean or African backgrounds, they, they're not allowed to be creatives, 
you have to be a lawyer, engineer, you know, doctor position, but that might not be their purpose. That might not be in their passion and their spirit, but they're doing it because it's been laid out for them. But you're not happy when you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, that you don't want to do either. And also, let's go into that because sometimes your purpose is something that you don't want to do. (laughs) And it keeps coming back to you because you haven't been open to it. It'll come back. It'll keep haunting you almost literally until you just open yourself up to it and accept it. And little do you know what joy it will bring. So be open to the things, the doors of opportunity that present themselves, the the things that come to you. I think that was the hardest lesson that I learned because I had tunnel vision for PR, like straight path. This is what I'm supposed to do. I've spent all this time on it. I've went to school for it. I've put money towards it. I'm not veering off this track, but it just kept hitting those roadblocks. And it's like, hmm. You know, I know they, there's that saying, nothing that that's worth worth having is going to be easy to come by or something like that. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I know how to do this. This is easy. I don't, I don't think this is it because now I'm not happy. And so open yourself up. Okay. When I had the opportunity, the opportunity presented itself for me to help an editor at Essence as an editorial assistant. I could have told her, no, I really want to be PR. Like, can I work with the PR team, right? If I did that, I wouldn't have had that opportunity and I wouldn't have been able to like really fall back in love with magazines and the art of the art of storytelling and being on the other side of the table. Mm. I wouldn't have reconnected with that if I had just shut that down. So- be open to the people you meet, be open to what comes along because you never know that might just be the path you're supposed to be on. Relationships are so important. Relationship and, and mm-hmm. it's it's so important to be kind, to be kind to people. You just I'm so glad you said that because we can easily write people off and we have and we have no clue what role they will play in our future. And and some people we don't recognize, and we and some people we may not even recognize them, and because we don't recognize them, we don't necessarily immediately see their value. And so it's so important to get to know people and be kind to people, and um, you know understand people because you just you just never know how they will play a role in your life and how, what role you will play in their life. You know, it's, it's important to be tr- relational, not transactional. And so, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I, this is incredible. You know, Brittany, I can talk to you all day. I told you, <laughs> you, you dropped them and it feels, it's so soothing. I feel like it's just, I'm just like, I have to talk all day, but I know I don't have, I don't have you all day today. And so, um, <laughs> and so I, you know, this is my, um, my last question for you is, you know, how does a person best utilize their personal story? Like this person is, is walking in their purpose, you know, and they, they, they feel confident 
about it. They're confident about their purpose. But, you know, how do they use their story to advance in their careers or, you know, in their business? I think sometimes we are afraid to tell our stories. We think that it may be off-putting to someone or am I giving away too much information? You know, am I going to... You know, they they didn't ask me for all of that, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. how important is it to be authentic in that way? It's so important to give a little bit of yourself when you're building your internal and external brand. And I, I say both external and external because depending on what you're doing, um, you have a personal brand that you want to lead with on social media, but also when you're in public, you know, at networking events, but then also as you're navigating the workplace or your business, right? You want to lead with your story and your personal brand. And it is scary. I remember the first time I shared my 100 interviews and I was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is so scary. I had never really just not even my friends because they they told me later after they read it they said I just did not realize what you were going through until I read that like we we talk but the way you put it in those articles it just I just didn't realize it I put a lot out there really quickly but once it was out there it it was like therapeutic. It was like a, it was almost like a secret I was carrying because I was carrying a shame and there was nothing for me to be ashamed of. And so putting it out there just was a weight off my shoulder, but ironically turned into a community because imagine just walking around life, carrying something like that. And you're thinking you're alone in it. And not realizing when you share it, you'll find other people who experienced it too. And that's how Lemons to Lemonade was born, was from sharing that story and seeing that community of people in the comments, you know, wanting to talk about more about it, sharing their experiencing experiences and then asking for more. It was nice to know that that journey, that part of my journey did not go in vain. It wasn't just because, right? It was there to help someone. You experience things for a reason. We all go through things for a reason. And that story, whatever story you're carrying, whatever story, and you can do little by little, right? You don't have to go into the workplace and say, I've been rejected 100 times. Like, you don't, you don't have to do that, right? But there's little <laughs> things about your who you are that you can share. And you can start off small, like, you know, I've been to five different countries and these are the things that I've learned, right? It can be little things like that. It doesn't have to be as personal, um, or really to the heart, but something about your travels can be something that breaks the ice while you, and people that you show up in your workplace, you show up in your business as someone who travels, 
likes to explore new things. Um, so you might be that person when the next, when someone wanting to, you know, as people get comfortable traveling again, you're the person that people ask, I want to spend my check <laughs> on a trip. I feel like I've been cooped up with this pandemic. And then you become that person, right? And you, you start that blog, you start that IG, and you share those things. So it's little things. It could be you might have um, have a love for mixology, right? And you can share that and say, hey, you guys, we've, we haven't had a team happy hour. I love to just do a Zoom and like show you all how to mix drinks or cocktails. It can be something just as small as that that shows a little bit about who you are and you give a little, right? For everyone who's listening, think about that. What are, what's just, if I'm not ready to share it all, what are little things about me, little things about my interests or hobbies that I do that I can share? Little fun facts that can just start getting me warmed up to, you know, truly being able to share the things that I know with people. I I love that. It, it really builds authentic connection. And I think sometimes yeah. we go into interviews or we, we meet people and we try to tell them what we think they want to hear uh-huh. and not being true to ourselves. And it would, even if you get the position, the promotion, or um, if you get the connection it may fall apart because you've, you've, you've created this persona that they think they know when it's really not you. The, the real you will come out eventually, you know? Yeah. And so it's so important to be authentic and to just really share your story. Um, but like to your point, Brittany, be strategic about it too. You know, you don't go in foot first and just say a bunch of random. <laughs> a bunch yeah. of random things. You got to be thoughtful and strategic. Know your too. audience. <laughs> Know your audience. It's so important. Uh, I think a lot of us forget that. Know the audience. Um, I think about now, um, I have a new role and it's a different type of industry. So there are certain things that I can reveal that certain things I can't reveal right away that I could and maybe like an advertising more last you know, industry. So just know your audience mm-hmm. and 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 take it from there. But it can really be small. It can be small things, just little things, and then start to open yourself up. But I encourage encourage people to step back, think of those little things that relate to your job or relate to whatever goals that you have. And just mention it, mention it as you're talking. Um, Candy Castleberry, she offered some good tips. Um, she, she works at Twitter and she offered really great tips on how to navigate that. You know, you can say something as simple as, um, let's say your job is trying to recruit, recruit college students. And you can mention, hey, you know, at my last place or when I did something with Girl Scouts, we were able to recruit X, Y, and Z. And it's just a way to, one, share like a cool fact about you, but then also relate it like you did in your group interview. 
relate it back to the job or like a skill set that that would be, you know, I guess of use to whatever they're trying to do. So think of that. Think of that when you're you're um, networking, when you're trying to be involved with projects, just little things a part of that are a part of your brand. Let those shine through in conversation so that people can remember you and you can become that person that they go to for those things. I always say you need to make an emotional connection with people, a functional, you know, that that, that thing that you offer and a collective, you know, what's that one, what's something that you do that's just impactful to the world, you know? And so, um, this is, uh, Brittany, this has been awesome. Like I said, I can talk to you all day. Um, and our 20 minute conversation has turned into a 40 minute conversation. <laughs> so I, I thank you for just, you know, sharing so many valuable nuggets and, and, you know, it's important. I think we don't, we, we take for granted how special we are, you know, what we offer and what we bring to the table. And, um, how impactful that can be in the the times like I think about your 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 hundred your one hundred interviews that's that's an incredible number um but it's it got you to where you are today that that wasn't your purpose that wasn't where you were supposed to be and so if you mm-hmm. had it kept going you probably would have had 150 200 especially mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a woman of faith too so if you're going against God's will. It may not, it may not be. And I think sometimes you have to think like that. You have to come with the mindset to say, this just, this isn't in my, in God's will for Mm. me. This is in my purpose. So it's not that I'm failing. I'm just doing what I'm, this is just not for me. It's It's not, not I'm not operating my car. Yeah. And then he reveals that to you. Yeah. And so for me, it was the rejections. This isn't it, girl. <laughs> you got to pivot because this isn't it. And so listen, He's like, listen be still. <laughs> yeah, and that's yes. important. And I hope people have done that, especially this, you know, in the time that we're in. Be still and, and listen. Be cautious and aware of the signs, the, the, the answers that you get. Because when you're still, you'll receive what you need. That's good. Oh, that mm-hmm. was a, that's a, I'm, I'm leave, I'm going to leave us on that note. Um, <laughs> Cause I want people to like <laughs> be still and take it in. Um, no, yes. I, I appreciate you, Brittany. Um, this has been such a great conversation. And um, like I said, you are just dropping so many gems and you are, um, you're incredible. And I think uh, I'm inspired. Um, and I'm sure somebody listening is feeling like, okay, I can tell my story. Um, it's okay that I didn't get that job over there because that's not where I'm supposed to be. I actually love this thing or I would do this thing for free. So I'm going to be fearless and try to pursue that. And, you know, I, I hope that I believe you've given some great action steps. And so I thank you for that. And so, Brittany, you do these amazing events. You have events coming up. You have some master classes um, that I said br- before we even started the interview that I will be at the <laughs> one with the budget needs. <laughs> um, and so, how can people like could connect with you and you know learn how to better share their story and walk in their purpose? 
Yes. Um, thank you for plugging in the masterclass. So the way to keep up with me and, you know, all things Lemons to Lemonade is to, you know, follow on social and also sign up for our newsletter. So right now, um, go to BrittanyOliver.com and you can sign up for the newsletter. And on the events page, you'll see the upcoming masterclass. We have one in April, May, and June. It's a really great lineup. And you can register and grab your front row seat to hearing these amazing women. I'm so excited for season two. So definitely BrittanyOliver.com and sign up. Well, I, I love it. Well, thank you, Brittany. I can just I can't thank you enough for having this conversation with me today and spending your afternoon with me. Um, and follow her, join her events. They are virtual now, you know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you don't want to miss out on what she's doing. And like she said, she's mastered making connections by being who she is, and she has some incredible people who are collaborating with her and partnering with her. And so you'll learn from her and, you know, her partnerships and her collaborators. And it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So, <laughs> Brittany, thank you so much. Thank you. Likewise, thank you for, you know, sharing this amazing podcast with me and allowing me to, you know, just share my story and what I've learned along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you feel inspired to take your brand to the next level. And I hope we can stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram at Next Level Brand Behavior or on my personal page at Lindria Reynolds. Also, for more tips and tools on how to elevate your personal and business brand, feel free to visit my website at www.lindriareynolds.com. You'll also find past episodes of Next Level Brand Behavior. Until next time, be you and shine.